Hello, this is Season 1, Episode 5. This episode is the last of our four orientations. Over the last three episodes, we've talked about North, East and South Sunlight and Orientations. And in this episode, we're going to talk about all things West. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together, we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Well, so far we've covered north, east and south orientations. We've examined what the quality of the sun is that comes from the north, the east and the south and from the directions in between as well. And then we've looked at how to make the most of it in your home. This episode, we reach our last stop on the compass, which is west. This can be the most challenging orientation to deal with. West is the direction our sun sets in, and even in the cooler months, it can still be a harsh quality of light. Yet, there are still ways that we can create homes to manage it and to respond to it. So let's get going. Let's talk about all things west. Firstly, I'm going to talk with you about the quality of Western Sun and what it's like. Secondly, we'll look at what rooms should be located on the West and what rooms shouldn't. And lastly, I'm going to help you understand how to make your home feel great if it faces West to rear. Remember now, I'm talking from the Southern Hemisphere, so if you're listening in the Northern Hemisphere, just substitute North where you hear South and vice versa. So what do we need to know about Western light? Well, as we know world around our sunsets in the west. Yet, as we spoke about in episode three when we covered all things east, there are only two days of the year where the sun sets at that due west position. And those two days are the spring and the autumn equinoxes. So over the cooler parts of the year, the sun is actually setting north of west. So from the autumn equinox, it moves north of west through to the winter solstice, which is the shortest day of the year. And on that day, it sets in its most, most northern position. Then as we travel uh, through time towards the spring equinox, moving through summer, the sun will be moving south of west. And on the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year, it sets at its most southern position. Now, as with the eastern sun, the western sun is horizontal. Year round, that western sun will be sitting low in the sky as it moves towards setting. However, what's different to the eastern sun is that the western sun has had all day to heat up, okay? And this is particularly evident in summer where afternoon summer sun can be hot, really right up up until dusk when the sun disappears below the horizon. So how do we shade and shelter from western sun? Because western sun is horizontal, as with eastern sun, it requires vertical elements to block it and to shade our homes. And because it's setting in a different position across the year, having knowledge about where it sets each day and where it moves each day can really help you see when you're going to be needing to shade your home from it. Western sun can also pack a lot of glare and it can be a really uncomfortable experience if you're looking straight into it. 
Generally, my aim is to shade from late afternoon sun year round in homes. And then in the warmer months, I make sure that the vertical shade helps shade the home from much earlier in the afternoon as well. Designing like this, it will actually require you to know where the sun is as it moves around your home and how high it is in the sky. So remember, I'm going to be giving you some insider tips and resources to do this in the next episode. How much of this afternoon sun you want to keep out of your home, it will vary depending on the climate of your location. There are some cooler parts of Australia where afternoon sun can be lovely for warming up rooms in the winter. And, you know, this can be really lovely, particularly if you're going to not, uh, to bed at night and you don't want to go to bed in, in a cool room and you want to make the most of that sort of western afternoon sun. However, in summer and early autumn and late spring, it's still going to be necessary to shade those homes and those rooms from that afternoon sun. As we spoke about in the last episode where we looked at sort of where the sun sneaks around on the edges of our southern orientation, and also as we spoke about in looking at eastern orientation, we can use fins or angled screens and panels to block this afternoon sun at certain times of the year. When they're sized and they're angled accordingly, they can certainly help with blocking out the harsh sun so that as it gets to specific positions, we can keep it out, but we can let it in at other times of the year. And I've got some more tips coming to help you deal specifically with western sun in your home. Now, what rooms should be facing west and what rooms need to avoid it? Let's just do a recap here because it, this can certainly help build the whole picture of about how to arrange rooms in your home and the spaces as well and to design for orientation overall because these four episodes have been about understanding the sun and how it moves across the course of a day and across your home and your site and how you're going to create a home that responds really well to that. So at a basic level to use orientation in the design of your home, follow these guidelines. Put living areas to the north and northeast or south and southeast if you're in the northern hemisphere. This means that they'll face the moving sun and they'll get natural light all day long. And then you manage the sun's summer heat by providing shades with eaves and overhangs and awnings. Put kitchen areas to the east to make the most of the morning sun at brekkie time. This will help you wake up and get going with your day. Put bedrooms to the east or to the south. East if you like waking to sunlight, south or north in the northern hemisphere if you like low glare, even light. Studies and home offices also like south-facing orientation because the light is constant with very little heat load. So what about west? Well, this is where to locate storage, garaging, laundry, bathroom areas of your home. Those low-use areas, they can actually handle the heat of a setting sun. You basically want to turn the back of your home on its western orientation. Shut down your western side, especially the southwestern side, which experiences that really harsh setting summer sun. That is why the west side of your home is good for these storage areas and the smaller rooms such as your bathroom and laundry because you're generally occupying those areas for much shorter periods and you've got smaller windows in there to help them maintain their privacy. You know, this is opposed to being sitting in your living room for much longer periods of time. Of course, parking cars on the western side of the home makes sense as well so that you can shield the interiors of your home from this harsh, hot afternoon sun. In a lot of family homes, the double car garage, it will actually be one of the largest rooms in the house. And, you know, when you think of this at face level, it actually seems quite strange that we give our cars more room than we give our main living spaces or us. But it's the nature of modern lifestyles that many families own two cars and they you know, have a few bikes and other paraphernalia that we want 
a secure place to store them in. So definitely don't give any prime frontage as far as orientation goes to your car parking accommodation, all right? Use it to shield and to shelter and protect your home instead. Now, does your home face west? If your main outlook or view is to the west or your home faces west to rear, this can pose some real challenges for you in designing your new or your renovated home. And your view may be amazing, but if it's thermally uncomfortable on that side of your home, then capturing that all of that view and outlook, it will just make the experience of your home an uncomfortable one as well. So let's go through some of the ways that you can open up your home to the west, but you can protect it from that harsh western sunlight. All right. And I've got five ways. So these are number one, to use blinkers. Number two is to use external screens and or blinds. Number three is to use deciduous planting. Number four is to use special glass. And number five is to use deep reveals. Now, remember, you can head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash west for some illustrations of these five different approaches. But let's go through these one by one to explain them in a bit more detail. All right, so design strategy number one is to use blinkers. So what are blinkers? Well, think of a horse in a horse race and not that I'm one for horse racing, but this is the simplest way to illustrate this idea for your home. The blinker is that fixture that the horse wears over the side of its eye. The blinker is a fixture that the horse wears over the side of its eye and it keeps the view forward, but it screens from any distractions on the side. And you can do this with your home. If you used fixed panels or blades or wrap downs from your roof, they can actually help blinky your home from that harsh western sun, especially that harsher southwestern sun that happens between late spring and early autumn. These panels, they can be angled to allow your view directly out and to have glass windows and doors that help you connect visually with the view straight out of your home. And then they can cut off your view and direct sunlight from the side. So not only can this help with shading your home from this harsh sun, but it can also help with privatising your home from adjacent neighbours who might be able to look into it otherwise. Design strategy number two is to use external screens and blinds. So as I mentioned in episode three, where we talked about easterly sun, external blinds and screens are really useful when shading from western sun as well. Making them operable so that they go up and down or they move side to side means that you can actually bring them into place when the afternoon sun is harsh, but then you can pull them away at other times of the day when you don't need this protection. And remember, for these to be effective in terms of preventing heat gain into your house, they actually need to be on the outside of your home before that heat has had the chance to reach your interiors. These blinds and screens, they can also be a great inclusion on the outside edge of your decks and your verandas because what this does is it actually helps cool the air in those spaces. So you drop them down, they're shading those outdoor areas, and then that means that the air moving around in those outdoor areas cools down and is cooler then before it enters and ventilates your home. And that, that can really help in summer when you're trying to get cooling breezes through your house. So when I talk about these blinds, you could think about fabric sun blinds, fabric sun shading blinds, or also external Venetian style aluminium blinds. If you're using fabric blinds, choose dark colours. Now they'll be semi-transparent and when they're a dark colour, they'll have a much higher UV protection whilst being more transparent to view through. It may sound counterintuitive, but the darker something is, the more it recedes and the more transparent it is and the more you can look through it, okay? If you're using screens, think about sliding or bifolding screens so that they can actually be pushed back when required. 
if you're using a louver or a venetian style screen or blind then the blades can actually be adjusted based on the angle of that afternoon sun at different times of the year so that you can let it in or you can keep it out and you can also use that angle to change the way that you're privatizing your spaces as well now if these uh, elements are fixed then you can size them and you can angle them to protect them from the summer afternoon sun, but you can still allow that winter sun to, to sneak in uh, at the coldest part of the year. Now, my design strategy number three is to use deciduous planting. So landscaping can be a great solution for dealing with harsh summer western sun. When you choose deciduous planting, you can then get beautiful shade in the afternoon during spring and summer. And then as the winter gets cooler, uh, sorry, and then as the weather gets cooler, then the leaves can drop and that warming afternoon sun can then come streaming into your home. It's actually like magic. The only downside is that you have to sweep up all the fallen leaves. But I remember as a kid, my job every afternoon after school in autumn was to uh, rake our front garden because we had this huge liquid amber tree. So if you have kids, just outsource it to them. Now, design strategy number four is to use special glass. Now, remember in episode three, I talked about the specific types of glass that you can specify. So glass manufacturers, they, they do create glass with special oxides or adhesive films or different thicknesses or a combination of, you know, one or two or all of these things. Using glass like this on your west facing doors and windows, it can make a huge difference to the glare and the radiant heat that enters your home. Glass manufacturer Viridian, it actually has a great selector tool on its website and I'll put that link in the show notes so that you have it there and also on Undercover Architects website. Design strategy number five is to use deep reveals. So this is really an extension of the idea of fins or fixed blades and blinkers. A reveal is basically that bit on the side of your window or door opening. So that face of wall that you see around the perimeter of your window or door opening. You can enlarge these reveals by making your walls thicker or by stepping your walls or by adding internal or external fins and blades to your openings. You can create these deep recessed openings in your home that will then, by virtue of that, shade your interior. So you'll often see this in architect-designed homes where a lot of studies go on into making sure that the sunlight gets in at the right time of days and stays out at other times. And look, if any of this sounds confusing, just remember to head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash west and you'll see some example projects using all of these different design strategies and you may find some inspiration for your project there. Now, what happens if we get it wrong with Western sun and Western orientation? We have beautiful weather in Australia. We're really fortunate. And even in the colder parts, we have fairly mild weather compared to other parts of the world. Yet our summers can be severe and they can be super hot with harsh, striking sun. If we create a home that doesn't manage this hot afternoon sun and we let it cook our homes and, our, and their interiors, well, we're basically setting ourselves up for uncomfortable houses or for very expensive air conditioning bills. And if you're shouting at me, but my best view is to the west, it's just how it has to be, then I'd like to suggest this. Your view will provide walk-in wow. However, getting your design right so that it responds to the movement of the sun, that's what actually creates live-in enjoyment every day. And you can have both. You can have walk-in wow and you can have live-in enjoyment. We also have a lot of service areas in our home that really help our home function as they need to. So there's laundry, bathrooms, garages, linen storage, other storage, for example. 
if you chew up valuable northern and eastern orientation with those spaces because you're not paying attention to the orientation of your home, then you're wasting the opportunity to make your home really work for you. What happens when you get it right and when you actually create a home that shelters from this western sun? Well, it's no surprise really. I've been saying it all along. When you get it right, it makes your home feel great and you feel great in it. If your home has any western sun exposure, managing it can be the key to helping maintain comfortable temperature levels in your home. Planning your home to avoid putting living areas and bedrooms on the west can mean that your home will be comfortable into the evening and your bedrooms aren't hot boxes to sleep in and your living room's not hot to sit in in an evening when you might be wanting to watch TV and unwind from the day. And using your, the rooms in your home that your cars live in or that you're only in for short amount of times, if you use these rooms to shield your home, then that means helping keep your home comfortable and managing those electricity bills as well. Don't get me wrong, there is something super special about watching the sunset at the end of the day. And if you have a magical view to the west from your home, you're of course wanting to maximise that. In fact, there's a good portion of the Brisbane riverfront that faces due west. And really, the sun's only going to be shining on that frontage for a small chunk at the end of the day. And the rest of the day, there's really not going to be any drama about that orientation. So avoid your home cooking and being uncomfortable in the afternoons and the evenings when you do want to watch that sunset, when you do want to enjoy that beautiful, you know, changing of colours in the sky and seeing the day end. If you can then make your home work so that it shields itself from the harsh setting summer sun but makes the most of that view and as well you make the home great all day and year round. If you protect and shield your home from the Western sun with some of the strategies that I've outlined, then you will have the most enjoyable home to live in. So that rounds out our four episodes on all compass directions and finishes up with all things West. I really hope that you found these four episodes helpful. Of course, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution when you design your renovation or new home. But if you've been listening to all four of these episodes, you should now understand the quality of sunlight from each of these directions and from their in-between directions as well. And then you can actually examine your home and its orientation and you can start to create its own solution to respond to the movement of the sun. Because designing like this adds value for free. For me, this is where every design should begin. This is what matters most. And you really don't know it until you've experienced living in a home that works like this, and then you really never want to go back. I can hear you asking, you know, will doing these things really make that much of a difference? We'll put very plainly, yes. Know your orientation, know how the sun moves across your home and your site, and then design for it. Create a home where every part of it Every room and space is naturally lit how you need it to be. So you can use it how you need to. So it supports your health and your well-being. It stays comfortable without needing lots of artificial heating and cooling. So it saves you money in energy bills. And it gets approved simply without all these last minute add-ons to meet energy efficiency rules and requirements when you're getting your building approval. And it creates a sustainable solution for you and for the planet And finally, it makes your home feel great and you feel great in it. Bingo. How awesome. That brings us to the end of North, East, South 
and West. Now in the next episode, I'm going to be sharing some online resources that you can use to get specific information for your site and for your geographic location. And some of these will be Australian based and others can be used globally. One of the magical things that we can do when we design a renovation or new home is that we get the opportunity to create a result that suits our site uniquely and individually. And these resources will really help you get the info you need to do just that. Remember, you can head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash west for inspiration and ideas for your place in relation to this episode. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll be the first to know about new episodes and you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, The Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.